The girls go shopping at the mall. Are there malls in Fairyland? Stick around and find out. I'm Captain O.G. Readmore, a reading kind of cat. Read a book like me, you'll soon agree that reading is where it's at. everyone and welcome back to the Book Militia booktube channel where we are reading The Cruel Prince by Holly Black. So let's get started. Last chapter was chapter 7 and Jude and Taryn had been accosted by Prince Cardin and his gang. Bullying had continued and Jude was warned again not to enter the contest. So in this chapter, which is chapter 8, the darkness finally lets up just a bit, and it's time for the girls to have a bit of fun. We start the chapter with Vivian jumping on Jude's bed and kicking the covers off and yelling, Get up! Get up! Get up, sleepyhead! Trying to make her sister get up. We're going to the mall, so Vivi says. And the first thing I thought was, Are there malls in Fairyland? This would be kind of strange if there were. Jude puts her pillow over her head, you know, tries to block out her sister, and she says, No, I have to practice for the tournament. So she's dead set on entering this tournament and not giving in to Prince Cardin. So then, you know, she kind of thinks into her mind that she really doesn't have to fight in this tournament since... She is not able to put her hat in for knighthood. So basically, it's, I mean, no meaning for it other than her pride and defiance against Prince Cardin saying that she would never give up. So, of course, with her strong personality, she just has to fight in this tournament. So the memories of the days before that things that had happened to her and her sister had kind of flooded back into her mind. It seems like you guys ever know where you, you've got this kind of problem or something that you're going to have to take care of and it kind of prevents you from just relaxing or enjoying the day because you know you've got this thing in the back of your mind that either has to be taken care of or dealt with. So I, I kind of see this as the way that Jude is feeling right now. She wants to relax, enjoy her life, but she's got this problem in the back of her mind with Prince Cardin and this tournament and with her dad, Maddock, and wanting to be part of the fairyland, you know, and she thinks that her ticket into being accepted is being a knight. So... I'm not sure if that's the case or not, but I guess we will find out in the future, maybe. Vivi says, I will buy you a coffee when we get there. Coffee with chocolate and whipped cream. Again, I'm thinking, mall in Fairyland, coffee, chocolate, whipped cream. Her sister says, come on, Taryn is already waiting. So Jude finally gives in and stumbles, you know, out of bed. And Vivi stands there and smiles, you know, she knows she had won. So Jude had dressed in these regular modern clothes, it says. She had some 
jeans on and an old gray sweater, uh, clothes that she had kept in the back of her wardrobe. So it sounds like she doesn't wear these things very often. It sounds like normal clothes uh, as regular people would wear, not, not fairy folk. So she had also had some glittery silver Converse high tops on. So she looked at herself in the mirror and she said, you know, she's thinking, this is the person that I might have been if I had been raised a human. So when they were little girls, they used to talk about going back to the human world and living, you know, by themselves all of the time. Vivi said that if she learned a little more magic, that they would be able to go. So they had had these big plans to find an abandoned mansion, to enchant birds to take care of them. And they would buy pizza and candy and they would only have to go to school if they wanted to or they felt like it. So by the time Vivi had learned how to travel to the mortal world, reality had kind of set in and the girls realized that that was just wishful thinking of, you know, young kids or something like that. So Jude met her sisters in front of the stables where it says silver shod fairies horse up, uh, fairy horses, silver shod fairy horses, huge frogs and reindeer ready to be saddled and ridden. Can you imagine riding a frog? That would be, sounds like a very uncomfortable ride bouncing on that seat with every hop. But yeah, this is fairyland and these kind of things happen. <laughs> so it said that Vivi was wearing black jeans and a white t-shirt and mirrored sunglasses that hid her cat eyes. So remember, she is fairy folk and we had learned from the very first chapter that her eyes were different. So now we, we learn, you know, they're, maybe the pupil is kind of long and going up and down vertical, kind of like a cat would, would be. So she's wearing these mirrored sunglasses that hide those. Taryn had also been dressed in human clothes. It says that the girls had tried to imitate young girls that they saw in magazines and on movie screens. So trying to stay with the fashion, I guess. The Jude couldn't understand the human styles. Vivi bent down and picked up three stalks of ragwort that grew near the water troughs, I guess where they fed the or, or watered the animals there. She blew on one and said, Steed, rise and bear us where I command. And she tossed the stalk onto the ground and it became a yellow pony with emerald eyes. So it says she did this two more times and the, the ponies looked a little bit like seahorses and would ride over land and sky. So when I heard this uh, and the, the clothes that they were wearing, I kind of put two and two together and realized that they were making a trip to the mall, but indeed this mall was back in uh, mortal land, so they're going to be crossing over to the regular world and go to the mall. Now, we had heard in the past that Vivi had often did this, and she even had a girlfriend in the mortal world. So we remember the picture that I think it was either Jude or Taryn had found on the floor and was this pink-haired girl and Vivi had taken a picture together. So she has this girlfriend in the mortal world. So it seems like she does this often. 
It said that passing between fairy world and mortal world wasn't all that difficult. Fairyland was located beside and below the mortal town. So that's kind of interesting. It sounds, in a way, like a parallel universe. So it's a little bit to the side and a little bit down would be the, the location from, you know, if, if the mortal world stayed in this one position all the time, then Fairyland was right here. So pretty cool concept. It says that the mortal uh, world was located beside and below the mortal towns in the shadows of cities. Fairies lived in hills and valleys and barrows, in alleys and abandoned mortal buildings. We also learned that Vivi isn't the only fairy that liked to sneak across to the mortal world regularly. It says Jude had remembered that Valerian, you remember Valerian is one of Prince Cardin's gang, he had been bragging how he had crossed over into the mortal world and I guess stumbled upon some campers and made friends with them. And then he had, I guess, enchanted them to believe that rotten leaves, I guess, or something was... Uh, look like delicacies, so they I guess they had gorged themselves on these so-called delicacies when they, in reality, they were eating, feasting on rotten leaves. So this sounds like something that Valerian would do. He is just a total jerk. Uh, so yeah, there you go with that. So the girls hung out, hung onto the steeds, and off they went. They says that they rode over cliffs and the sea past mermaids and selkies. Not sure what a selkie is. I, maybe I will research that to see what they look like. Passing through the perpetual fog that hid the surrounding islands and concealed them from mortals. This is kind of interesting the way they describe where the where the fairyland is. It seems like it's within, you know, not so far away to travel, but hidden from the mortal world where they couldn't accidentally stumble onto it, I guess. So it says that they rode on past the shoreline, past Two Light State Park. Now, when I heard this, I said, you know, I felt after they passed the shoreline, they had entered into the mortal world because, you know, Two Light State Park, that's obviously in the mortal world, and a golf course and jet port. So they landed in some woods, which was across the street from the main mall. Main mall, not M-A-I-N. It says M-A-I-N-E, Maine. So the state of Maine. Vivi said a few words and the ponies had became three stalks of ragwort again. Terrence said, remember where we parked? And she was off, you know, walking towards the mall. It says that Vivi loved the mall. She liked to drink mango smoothies, try on clothes, and buy whatever they wanted with acorns that had been enchanted to pass as money. Wow. You would practically be a millionaire. You could have anything you wanted. Just enchant some acorns to look like or, or make humans think that it was money and just buy whatever you wanted. Wow. <laughs> Sounds pretty cool. It says that Taryn didn't like the mall as much as Vivi did, but she always had fun when she came. Jude just felt like a ghost. She just didn't feel 
fit in, you know. Uh, remember, Taryn was really easygoing and was the type of person that seemed to be able to fit in no matter where she went. But Jude had really taken a liking to the fairy world. I, You know, I don't know if liking is the correct word, but she feels like that's where she belongs and not the mortal world. The It says the girls had walked through the department stores and Jude had looked at families having fun together and didn't like the way it made her feel. Maybe it made her feel sad because her mother and her family had been taken away from her by Maddox. So, you know, there there was no mother and father to hang out together and enjoy you know, whatever, together, Cosmatic and Oriana just didn't do that. But it says that she couldn't imagine a life like theirs, and it, it kind of made her angry in a way. She imagined herself go, going over there to them and scaring them until they cry. But of course, she would never do that because it, that was not who she was. She wasn't like the people that hung out with Prince Cardin or Prince Cardin himself. Taryn looked at Jude and as she was watching the family and Jude, you know, had thought, Taryn is so adaptable. So again, you know, like I said, she would be fine if she were thrust back into this world. And probably she will become just what she wants. She will fall in love and become a wife or consort and raise beautiful fairy children. So Vivi's voice had brought Jude's attention back to the present and said, I brought you two here to cheer you up, so cheer up. Jude apologized to her sister because, you know, there she started to sink back into that depressive sort of mood that she often gets in. So Jude apologized to her sister, and Taryn had looked up at Jude and said, you're probably mad. And Jude said, at you? Speaking to her sister, you know, kind of questioningly. And Taryn continued, she said, I swore to Cardin that I wouldn't help you. And Jude shook her head and said, Really, Taryn? You're the one who should be angry at me, you know, because she's the one that put them in that position. I'm the one who got you tossed into the water. Getting yourself out of there was the smartest thing you could have done. I would never be mad at you for that. Vivi and said to Taryn about the prank you played on Cardin. Uh, so Vivi had heard about this, you know, I guess... Taryn had told her, and uh, Vivi said, It was pretty good. Now you're going to have to do something much worse. I have some ideas. And Taryn, you know, immediately said, No! Jude doesn't need to do anything. She was just upset about Matic and the tournament. So if we go back to ignoring them, they will eventually forget about us and leave us alone. That's what Taryn was thinking, but, you know, Jude didn't believe this, uh, you know, because she knew these this group. Forget Matic, Vivi said to Taryn. Knighthood would be boring anyways. And June couldn't understand how Vivi could think it was not such a big deal. When, you know, to her, it was everything. And, but, you know, it didn't make Jude feel any better. Jude said, so what shall we do today? See a movie or try on lipstick? And don't forget, you promised me coffee. So Vivi told him that she wanted them to meet her girlfriend. So, okay, here we go now. We're going to learn more about this girlfriend of Vivi's, the pink-haired girl that we had seen in the picture. And it said that Jude had remembered 
the picture of the pink-haired girl in a photo. And Vivi said, she asked me to move in with her. And Jude said, here? The mall? And they all laughed, you know. So Jude was kind of poking fun at her. And Vivi said, Heather doesn't know that fairies exist, so please don't mention it. And Jude has this flashback where she remembers, you know, when she and Taryn were 10 and Vivi had first learned how to make these ragwort horses that, you know, brought them to the mortal world. It says that they had ran away from Maddox's house and a few days later at a gas station, Vivi had enchanted this uh, older woman to take them home with her. Jude had remembered that the woman's blank face, you know, as she drove them back home because she was under Vivi's spell. And they had spent the night at her house and had ice cream for dinner. And Taryn and I had cried ourselves to sleep. So, you know, Vivi has this kind of rebellious nature to her and to do things that she's not supposed to. And Taryn and Jude are more kind of straight-laced, you know, and... Yeah, so they didn't enjoy this time that they had. It says later that they had found a motel room with a stove where they had learned to cook macaroni and cheese. We had also made coffee and watched TV and swam in the pool with the other kids. Jude had hated it. We had lived that way for two weeks before Taryn and Jude had begged Vivi to take them back home. We missed our beds, our food, and magic. So there you are, uh, Taryn. It seems like at that time, I guess when they were young, Taryn had missed it. But now that she's gotten older, it seems like maybe she could adapt to the regular world now. So Taryn said, why didn't you tell us you had a girlfriend? And Vivi replied, I'm telling you now. Of course, Jude kind of already knew this. They had walked through the mall, passing all the shops and food stands there was a group of teenage boys that had hung out together at the mall and elderly couples were walking around holding hands. And Vivi had said, here's my plan to cheer you up. We all move back to the human world and move in with Heather. So I guess Heather is, you know, is this girlfriend of Vivi's. And she continues on and she says, Jude doesn't have to worry about knighthood and Taryn doesn't have to throw herself away to some silly fairy boy. So Vivi's got all this figured out, you know, for her. And I guess she thinks that Jude and Taryn will be also happy doing the same thing that she's doing. Sure, Jude says, except that I have no skills other than swinging a sword and making up riddles. Neither pay very well here. And Vivi, you know, she continued, the mortal world is where we grew up. You will get used to it again. And Vivi had remembered so much more about being human than we did. You know, I guess it's because Vivi was older at that time, so she kind of remembered, you know, how it was to live there, but Taryn and Jude were so young that it kind of faded from their memory, and we remembered in the past chapters that it says that the memories of her parents had faded also, so I guess, you know, they were very young, and it's kind of slowly going away, but it had already been ingrained into Vivi's mind because of her older age, so she held on to it more than the other two sisters did. So it thought, you know, Jude thought it's so unfair that, you know, she wants to live here. Uh, we don't want to live here so much, but she's the one that has magic. 
So Vivi went on to say the the fairy folk are going to continue to treat you guys like crap. And Jude said, well, what do you mean? And Vivi said, come on. Oriana acts like you two being mortal is a surprise that has sprung on her, you know, every morning. And Maddie killed our parents, so that sucks. And then you have all the jerks at your school that you don't like to talk about. And Jude, you know, do you really think that being a knight would make everything better? I guess this makes Jude think a bit, you know. She thinks that becoming a knight will get her accepted. Me, personally, I'm thinking she is mortal. She is a human. She will never be accepted, you know, as one of them in that world, no matter what she does. I just can't see that happening. And Jude said, I don't know. What about you, Vivi? said, and she was looking at Taryn. And Taryn spoke up and said, fairy is all we know. We don't have anything here. You know, no no balls and no magic. Balls meaning not, not the kind you throw, but the parties, you know. And Vivi said, well, I think I would like it here. And then she kind of, I guess she didn't want to talk about it anymore. So she kind of walked away because she, it was a little bit, you know, two against one. So the girls had talked about this before. And Vivi thought that we were stupid for not being able to resist the fairy world and wanting to live in such a dangerous place. But again, you know, it was, it was all that they knew. Maybe bad things made them feel good or maybe they were just stupid. Anyway, Jude had, you know, had been thinking about this. So they looked up suddenly and they saw this girl that was looking at her cell phone. It says that she was small and had faded pink hair. Must've been Heather. Well, there were pin stains on her fingers, and Jude thought, maybe artist type, you know? So Jude started to curtsy, but she caught herself, you know? <laughs> Thinking back, you know, that's the way they do things in fairyland. She caught herself, and instead, you know, she stuck out her hand to shake um, Heather's hand. So Jude said, I'm Vivi's sister, Jude, and this is Taryn. Jude thought it was kind of ironic, you know, how Vivi had tried so hard not to be like Maddox and ended up falling in love with a human girl just like he had. So Heather introduced herself. Let's sit down, pointing to the food court, you know. Let's have a seat. Yeah, Jude says, Vivi owes me coffee. So they learned that Heather was in college and she was studying art, you know, hence the pin marks on her fingers. And she had talked about her likes. She She liked to read comics, and she talked to about bands that she had liked. Now, when she had talked about comics, we remember in the past that Vivi had liked to read comics that she had got from the mortal world. So Jude kind of wondered, you know, do you, does she think that maybe Heather had drew some of these comics that Vivi had read? When it says that when, when Vivi had got up to throw away the trash, Heather asked the sisters, Am I the first person that Vivi has introduced to you two? And Jude said, Yeah, so she must like you a lot. And Heather went on and said, My parents love her. How come I don't get to meet her parents or your parents, you know? It says that Jude almost spit out her coffee and she said, Didn't she tell you? 
about our dad? And Heather said no. And Jude continued, our dad is very conservative. So I guess kind of make an excuse of why, you know, Vivi hasn't talked about her parents. So it says a boy with spiky black hair walks past Jude and he looks at her and smiles. But, you know, Jude doesn't return his smile. So the four of them wander around the mall, trying on lipstick and eating various sweets. Heather seemed nice, it said, but she didn't know what she was getting herself into with Vivi. So later on, Vivi said thanks for lying for me, I guess, once they had separated from Heather. And Jude said, you know, eventually you're going to have to tell her the truth if you're really going to move in with her. And Taryn had piped up and said, she still wants to meet Maddox. So the girls had stopped by the drugstore on the way out, and it says that they had bought feminine products, which reminds them how different that they really were from Fairy. They started to walk across the parking lot when a guy around the same age as us grabbed Jude's wrist and says, Hey, sweetheart. Now, it was the same guy, remember the spiky-haired guy that had smiled at her uh, in the mall. And I guess, you know, he liked her or he thought she was cute or, or maybe he's bullying. I don't know. But anyway, he grabbed her by the wrist, says, hi, sweetheart. I was just wondering, and before he could get that out, Jude had turned around and punched him in the jaw, kicked him in the stomach before he had finished falling. You know, she's a fighter. So this surprised her and she lashed out. So the boy starts to cry, you know, as her her boot is like raised up and ready to crush his windpipe. And people are, you know, suddenly stopping or standing, you know, looking at this incident happening. Suddenly, you know, Jude realized, you know, he was just flirting with her. She couldn't even remember hitting him. It had all been so spontaneous that she didn't even have to think about it. It just happened. So Taryn grabbed her arm and said, come on. And they all three started to run. So someone shouted, I guess some friends of the boy that got punched. And they started to chase the girls. And Vivi had looked over her shoulder and said some words. And then suddenly crabgrass had started to grow out of the parking lot of the mall and surround the boys. So they stopped. You know, they were confused. They stopped in confusion. Vivi and the two girls had stopped near the edge of the woods where the they had park, parked the horses. <laughs> Is that how you say it? You park the horses? Anyway, where they had landed, you know, from the, on the horses. And Vivi just starts, you know, laughing. She's giggling uncontrollably. And she, she said, Maddox would be so proud, she laughed, you know. His little girl remembering her training, staving off the terrifying possibility of romance. Jude was still stunned. You know, she she can't believe what she had done, but it had made her feel great. I guess it made her feel empowered. She felt so powerless, you know, in the fairyland, but having done that in the mortal world made her feel powerful, which was unusual feeling for her. And she said, you know, see... I cannot return to this world. Look what I did. So after that, the scene had cut to Jude and Taryn, and they were back in class 
listening to a lecture about decomposition and rot, of course, uh, Cardin, you know, was looking at them, you know, smirking, implying, you know, you know what he was implying. They're mortal. Someday they will die. They will rot. So, yeah, you know, that's what he was implying, looking at her and, you know, implying that, that that's the same thing that's going to happen to you. So, Juke could, you know, it basically was ignoring him and could only think about the stillness that she felt when she had hit that boy uh, in the mall. And the tournament was tomorrow. So, Cardin's threats are the only thing that she has left to not back down to, you know, so she's not going to back down to Cardin and his threats. Well, one of Jude's friends named Fand, and this is a new character we'd never heard before, said that she had missed Jude at the mock war and asked, if, are you still going to enter? Taryn looked over at Jude, you know, what also was in anticipation of her answer with a hopeful look, you know, that she might say no, but Jude said, I will be there. So, you know, her pride compelled her not to give up and not to let Cardin win. Uh, his threats prevent her from entering this tournament. So it says lessons were almost over when Jude noticed that Taryn was standing near Cardin talking and she could see that Taryn was crying. So I guess she, Jude had been cleaning up their, their things, the baskets, their books and everything, and she hadn't noticed when... Uh, Taryn had walked away from her. So, I mean, suddenly, you know, a rage just overcame her. And, you know, when this rage came over her, that word of Maddox had popped into her mind, you are no killer. You know, she, she hears this in her head. So she makes her way over to Cardin, and, you know, he kind of half turns as she arrives, and she just shoves him so hard that his back had hit this nearby tree and his eyes went wide you know he just couldn't believe that someone had the courage to do this to him and Jude yelled I don't know what you said to her but don't you ever go near her again and Jude held you know he onto his tunic still and said you promised to leave her alone yesterday so all of the other students you know kind of was looking on at this and Cardin just looked at her you know he was shocked that she was so bold to do th do this, but suddenly, you know, a smile had crept up on his face, and he said, oh, you are going to regret doing that. But Jude had no regrets whatsoever. So that, guys, we're going to end the chapter. It was a kind of a fun and lighthearted chapter, other than that last part. I guess tomorrow is the tournament. I'm not sure if the next chapter is going to cover the tournament, because, uh, as I've said before, I do not read ahead, but we shall see. I'm looking forward to finding out what's going to happen at this tournament. And I hope Jude just creams Prince Cardin. So that will be so awesome to see. But, you know, again, this is a dark story, so let's see what happens. As always, I want to thank all of you for joining me. We are the Book Militia on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, please, if you haven't subscribed, do so. And you can click the little bell icon. Also, that will give you a notification of when I upload new videos. If you're listening to the podcast, thank you so much for joining me. You guys could spend your time anywhere else, but you chose to spend it with me. And I highly appreciate that. 
And with that, we will end this chapter, and I will see you on the next video. Take care, guys.